We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Red Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I, you know, I, as, as I'm driving in, my first mistake that I did today was listen to progressive radio. I'm, I was literally boiling listening to what they were saying. They were so contradictory. They were so contradictory and, and so full of hypocrisy. Um, Republicans are the are, are the only group in politics that are extreme and hateful. Are we really are we really really going there? I I, I know I've received most of my hate from progressives or leftists. I haven't received it from Republicans for the most part. It's been from progressives. And how, I mean, when you look at so Republicans are extreme because they want to protect their kids. They want to keep their kids. Uh, protected from stupidity. And there's a case in point that I want to make. We had an uh, 11 year old kid who went before his school board and I'll just let you listen to it. I want you to hear, I want to, I want you to hear it. And then I want to get, I want, uh, hopefully you guys call in about this. Give it, I'm going to give you the phone line 312 642 312-642-5600. I know we may have man on the street call in. He's going to be there. Well, uh, he's he's there at uh, CPAC in D.C., so I know he's going to call in. I don't know when he's going to call in, but I know he's going to call in. So, But I want to play this, and I want you to hear this. Troublemaker, I want you to hear this. Let me bring you in now. I want you to hear this, and I want to get your take, and I want you to tell me why does this belong in public schools. Here we go. This book was on a stand. I'd like to read you a page. My back over my hip. Wait, hold on. I, I, I don't think that's going out to the people. I don't think that's going out with you. Here we go. This book was on a stand. I'd like to read you a page. My back over my hips as I ask if we should take off, take our clothes off. And he's saying yes before I finish my sentence. He's pulling off my t-shirt, laughing when I can't undo his shirt buttons. He's undoing my belt. I'm reaching into his bedside drawer for a condom. We're kissing again. We're rolling over. Obviously, you can see where this is going. I don't know if it's because we're feeling especially emotional or just tired. Or these past couple of weeks have been too much. But this reminds me so much of the first time we had sex. We were both f***ing 
terrified Ooh. and the whole thing was kind of terrible because we didn't know what we were doing but it was good too so good because we were a mess of emotions and we were scared and excited and everything felt new so this sort of thing this sort of feels like that nick touches me like he's scared that any minute now this book was at my middle school and it was on a stand when i rented it out to show my dad it uh, the librarian asked if I wanted more and if I wanted a graphic novel version. So as I'm driving in, the progressive says we're trying to ban books. Troublemaker, please explain to me, help me understand why that filth needs to be in a school where an 11 year old child. Well, that means he's what, fifth, sixth grade, that he could check this book out. Tell me, please, please enlighten me, Troublemaker. I cannot <laughs> enlighten you why it should be there. And when they're confronted about this. They don't say anything. They they don't even acknowledge it. They act like it's not being taught or it's not there. We, they just had a, uh, this lady on TV at a school council meeting, and she just said, listen, I'm just going to read the book. And it started out with BJ, and they told her to shut up. Basically, no, they hit the gavel. You can't do that. And she says, well, why, why is it in the <laughs> library and my, my kid can read it? They would not acknowledge her. And they did they escort her out? I, I no no. You know what happened was they banned her for any from any future meeting. You kidding me? No, no. Because she went in there and, and read from a book that yes. they're allowing kids to read. Right. And she was the one that got banned. Yes. I hope she's fighting that. Oh yeah, she's all on TV, Newsmax, everything. You know, you know they, they, it's being acknowledged by our side and yeah. I, as common sense people, but they won't even acknowledge it. They just ignore you, Villan. But. How it, how is it that you, that's not extreme? Of course, it's that's extreme. not extreme. Geared towards these young impressionable minds. Yes, that's why I don't call them uh, transgenders and things of that nature. No, they're trisexuals. See, they're they're programming these kids now at a young age to be open to try things. Yeah, so it'll all be perfectly normal, right. like the book that you have. Right, and and you know, here's the deal. I think Robert Blakemore from YouTube makes a good point. Do we want to ban books? No. We just want we want kid appropriate right. uh, kid appropriate books that they can check out. Um, you know, have a place where stuff like this don't just let any kid go back there and and, and, and check something like this out. I feel like this is this is this is the oversexualization of our children. That's right. This 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 is what's happening. But they don't see it that way. See, People need to come together and agree on what age is appropriate because uh, uh, it was this show that was on Progressive Radio mm -hmm. uh, that Jim used to go on a lot and they they didn't like it that Jim and me and a few other people used to they used to love engaging us yeah uh, so they got rid of that show but uh, Keith Thurman you know, the the guy Thornton the guy that we had in the studio oh, yeah. Yeah. he was on the show when he was running and I called that day I was infuriated it was about this subject well I know Keith is not no 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 he yeah. wasn't yeah. We, but 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 they but the thing about it was they didn't talk about it so I right. brought it up right about this not being appropriate as far as um these books not age appropriate right and then uh, me and Keith had a back and forth and he said Keith, he said you know Verlon you know I know you yeah you know I know you <laughs> so okay we're gonna talk about this comedy I said all right let's talk about it. I said, this is not right for a five to eight, nine, ten year old to be reading. And he said, you know what? I agree with you. But he's I a friend of the show. You I, know that. And he lives, he's, a, he's in part of the LGBT community, but we love him here. Yeah, but he broke it down. He said, listen, I understand where you're coming from and parents are coming from. 
But I knew I was gay at five years old. Now, all scientists would say that's not true, but I'm not going to say what he knew. Right. But he said he knew he was gay at five. He said, well, let's come to a, an agreement. Let's meet in the middle. I think it should be okay for kids to learn about LGBTQ and things of that nature at 13. I really wanted to, wanted it to be 16, but I said, you know what? Eighth grade to freshman, I'll go for 14. I'll go for 14. I want it to be 16, but I'll go for so 14. So that means they're freshmen in high school. Yeah, freshman in high school. I'll go for right, that. Let's let's see what the callers have. So we got callers already. <laughs> this is this is a this is a topic though that a lot of yeah. people get emotionally charged about, you know, uh, and rightfully so. Let's go to Brian and say John. Brian, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy Saturday. Happy How's Saturday, uh, brother. So I, I I call Proft all the time because uh, he's got me on a war path with this stuff because I got a six year old and a three year old, and I skipped out of Illinois about a year ago, and now I'm out in Indiana. Good for and, you. Uh, you know, they, we, I, I, I wasn't sending my, I wasn't, where are you at? I'm, uh, Gary. Okay, cool. I'm in St. John, obviously. Yeah, I'm not but, from um, I went out, I, I went to uh, Hanover because I couldn't deal with Lake Central being the same as in uh, Illinois, you know? Yeah. But my point is, you go out to the Lake Central Public Library, they're pushing all those books. There's books for two to five-year-olds called uh, First Conversations. See? One's about race. One's about gender. One's about content. I know these people. I listen to the opposition, too, and I want to make them famous. So one is uh, <laughs> Lindsay Amir. Lindsay Amir runs a website called QueerKidsStuff.com, and it's all about teaching little kids about LGBTQ. Yeah. And uh, she's got friends named Jessica Raley and Megan Madison, and they're the ones that uh, write these books. But I object to uh, Lake County Public Library. Wow. In on, on the regular, um, legally, you know, they throw bricks. I file FOIAs. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, I file these paperwork, and I get denied every time. I'm over three, and that's okay. And this is in I'm Indiana? This is Lake County. Wow. Yeah, Lake County. So that means you're probably on some watch list somewhere now because, because you choose to protect I, dude, your children. I've, I've, had, I've, had, I've had the FBI called on me. I've had the cops called on me, allegedly. So I'm all good with it. I, they've never been to my doorstep because I've done nothing illegal. Like I said, I don't throw bricks. So the, the fact of the matter is I'm putting them on record. Yep. scumbag groomers they are yep. there's public record now of me filing a, a piece of paper saying i want this thing off the shelves and then there's paperwork coming back to me saying it fits criteria it's gonna stay and that's yep. all good but now they're but when they don't want when they want to pull dennis prager book off the shelf or Limbaugh book off the shelf i'm right. gonna be able to go back to him and say well you you're what yeah, you know what I'm right, yeah. So, so the bottom line is people need to pay attention what's that website again what's that website you said QueerKidStuff.com QueerKidStuff.com All right I'm uh, coming in hot like a fajita <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, bro. Hey, my three, my three and six-year-old White as hell just like me They know every word of this song <laughs> That's right <laughs> so, Be uh, good, guys Thank you, take thank care, you. Brian uh, it, You know, dude, it's You gotta have these conversations And, and the left doesn't want us to have Doesn't want us to give our point of view of this Janelle, Terry, hold the line We'll be right back now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Before the break, we were talking about an 11-year-old kid that was reading, at a, I believe he was at a um, school board meeting, and he was reading from a book. And, um, Villan, I, I, look, listen, here's what I'm sick of. 
I'm sick of the these leftist pro- regressive progressives. People say that's not a word. Yes, it is. Hmm. They think they're progressing, but they're bringing us back. You know, they're taking us back. Look, I mean these these same leftists are the, and, we, and they're the same ones that got rid of Aunt Jemima and and Uncle Ben, and right. yet yet Quaker Oaks and all these people are still on the on the boxes right. and things of that nature, right? Right. They, we didn't do that. The left did that. Right. I'm sick of them telling us how why, why we have to be, th- those who are on our side of the aisle, have to be the hateful people. We're not hateful. We're just having a conversation. We want to protect our kids. Where am I wrong? Well, you're not wrong, but they they feel like the kids can handle the content, and they want to break the alpha male. See, they're not telling the whole story. When transgenders were being killed back in like the 90s and- There's a reason. The, it was a reason. They were tricking guys, you know, and I'm just going to just keep it straight up above board. See, now they tell you that they're transgender. They didn't. Right. They didn't do they didn't that back us. then. I know. And then guys, you know, drunk coming from the club or <laughs> from the bar and they think they're picking up a woman. Take and, them home and, and take them home. And, not, and then it's a jack in the box. And, and you What's know, you flip, box, man, I, mean, I can't I can't, I can't explain it. Oh, okay. But they flip out. Right. You know, and, and, and guys were very. You know, manly and prideful. You know what? You yeah. know they they didn't they didn't handle it right. Right. But nowadays, as long as you tell a, a guy up front, they're oh okay. I'm sorry. You know, I I didn't know. Right. You know, so so the the problem was just them not being ashamed and telling people who they are. I know you believe you're a woman. This is a problem that we're having right now. You can't tell them that you're a biological man. You can't tell them that they believe they're a woman. You supposed to look past that they're a woman. No. You have to tell men you are a trans man. You are not a real woman. You're going to have to accept that. And the deaths won't happen. They haven't been happening. But the deaths won't happen and wouldn't have happened back then if you would have just been honest Honest. with the men. Correct. That's all. That's a good good point to to take it. Let's go to Janelle. Janelle, welcome back to Black and Right. Still laughing about the jack in the box coming. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I called him out on it. <laughs> well, thank God they got rid of those Dr. Seuss books. I mean, Green Eggs and Ham hmm. and um, the things that I saw on Mulberry Street. Thank God they got rid of those yeah. and replaced it with this garbage. So I just have a question, and I wish there was an attorney out there that could call in and answer this because I've asked this of several attorneys, and nobody seems to have an answer. So there are harmful to minors laws, which seek to protect yeah. minors yeah, me. from pornography, obscenity, materials that will bring harm to them. So these are based on the concept of variables, obscenity, which means material that's obscene when viewed by children, but not necessarily by adults or, or you know, read by children or adults. So I, I'm just curious why nobody has, has arrested these people that are yeah. presenting this to children, especially after hearing that little boy. Okay, that was explicit. I said, that's an 11-year-old. 11. So that librarian then suggested something more graphic. Yes. So like, hmm. why is someone not locking her up? Yes. Because this... You know, t- we were told... we Someone read this a chapter at our board meeting at the local high school. It was a summer reading list. So this is kids going in as freshmen. She got up. She read this. I mean, it was salacious. We're all like, holy cow. And then... Um, then told us that she had a meeting with the superintendent. She followed up with the second uh, board meeting and said that the superintendent reprimanded her for getting up and reading this at the board meeting prior to this. And so 
He said, so I can't read this out loud, but you can recommend this for my child. Wow. 14. Wow. And, and, and it's that, unbelievable. Oh. And, and why won't anybody do anything about it? Because they don't want to be called um, xenophobic. They don't want to be called homophobic. They don't want to, they don't want all these titles that, that they've, you know, this language that they've created to, to shut people down who have difference right. of opinions or a different view on this stuff. The problem is we can't have the conversation about it. That's why Vinny Valon, we don't care. We, we're going to have a conversation because, it, because listen, I don't care. I've said this time and time. I don't care what an adult does. I really don't care what an adult does. You, you know, uh, I, I've, I've, you know, I sound like the white man who said I got a ton of black friends. You know, <laughs> I have a lot of friends who, are, but I do. I have a lot of friends who live the LGBTQ lifestyle, and we have these, we have these, these discussion. And guess what? Most of them are frustrated with this. They don't like this. Gays against groomers. I was um, with Amy one day. I mean, I believe it was Amy. Um, no, no, no. They, they called into this show, right, Vlon? Yeah. The the guy who runs Gays Against Groomers, yeah. he called into our show, you know. So my thing is, as as an adult, you know, I, it's freedom. You that's if that if that's what you choose to live or how you choose to live, you have every right to do that. In my opinion, you know, I could be wrong. People may not like that opinion, but when they go after the children, that's my line in the sand. That's my line in the sand. That's is why get your kids out of public education, get them out. My kids. I made a post the other day on, on social media that I'm glad I don't have to worry about this type of teaching in the schools that my kids go to. You know, um, they, I don't have to worry about them learning about Jack in the Box. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's still funny, Vlad. But you know what? Hey, listen, I, Paul Vallis said what he's for. He's embracing everything J.B. Pritchard said at his uh, announcement when he won for governor. So I want to find out since Brandon Johnson is a former school teacher. Yeah. Where he falls on the new sex ed, I know he, I know he embraces the LGBTQ and uh, pro-choice and all that. But I want to know what he, how, how he feels about the kids being educated with this new sex right. ed. I want, I want yeah, somebody to that's ask a good him. Point. That. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, um, I mean, he's a leftist, so I'm sure he's he's in line with it. I don't know. You don't, you don't know. I don't know. He's never. Do uh, you used to listen to his radio show? Uh, uh, did he listen, talk about it on his radio show? Me and him used to go at it. Right? Did he ever talk about these no, issues on the he show? Didn't, he, no. He stayed away. I'm telling you, they d- did not acknowledge this sex ed like we do over here. They, they, you know what? They told me one time I called in over there. You getting your hair all caught on fire for no reason? That's what the, uh, that show, the family meeting wow. said. You, you, you're talking about stuff that that doesn't matter. Yeah. And but him, we never talked about it. Th- yeah. Not this. You know, uh, Robert, I see your comment. Vallis is a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's clothing. One of the reasons why I didn't say anything about Paul Vallis uh, doing the that run, I mean, you know, that election, I really didn't want him to get beat up even more, <laughs> you know. But now that it's him and Brandon Johnson, Paul Vallis has to win this. You, it no. has to be fought. We'll, we'll get into that in the next hour, but it has to be. We're going to be talking about that right. election in the right. next hour. Okay. But it has to be, man. Let's go to Terry from Rogers Park. Terry, welcome back. I uh, I don't I don't think that uh, crap in those books is uh, decent for any kid's age, uh, not even when they're adults. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, they don't need to read those books even when they're 20 years old. Yeah. Well, you know, well, a lot of people will agree, will agree with you. But what I think they should do, because it's not gonna, that'll never happen. It's yeah. gonna get pushed. But what's wrong? It's with, gonna get worse, right? Because well, pedophilia is coming up. Next. It's coming. What's wrong with labeling like like uh, movies? 
RPG. Right, exactly. But they won't even they won't even let us do that. They shot that down. They don't even want you to label the books R. But they still do movies, right? They don't even maybe, say it. Wait don't a minute. Say it. Maybe ahead, Trump can do something about it. Maybe Trump can do something about it. Federally, yeah. I, I don't. I, don't I, think I, so. I, I, I would let that. I would prefer that to be states. Uh, up to the states to, to make those decisions. I do. The thing is, Republicans have to start winning. You know, especially here in the state of Illinois, we got to get our you know what out of our you know what. Uh, here we go. Uh, thank you so much for calling, um, Cherry. Uh, Mitchell, you got about a minute. Go. Mitchell, you there? Mitchell. Mitchell, calling once. Mitch. Mitchell, calling twice. Mitch. Sorry, Mitchell, call back. Uh, I guess oh. he didn't want to talk today, man. Yeah, he did. He probably thought we was going to keep him on hold yeah. longer. But, you know, I dude, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's just, it's frustrating, though, man, when you look at this. You know, and I, and the shameless plug, I got to talk about what we do with, with, with Grace Association. You know, I told you we, 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 we just closed on a facility in Elgin. Uh, we just closed on a place in Springfield um, and get your kids out of public education, because if you don't, you know, the indoctrination that's happening to our kids. And next week, either next week or the or the end of March, I am going to do an education show and I'm going to bring on Alex Newman and, and some of the people who were there at that um, event that I went to last week with Charlie Kirk. Because we got to have a conversation and, and we have to remember and understand how this stuff started and where's the fight. Because I think sometimes Republicans, they want to fight, but they don't know how to fight. They don't know the playing. They don't, they, you know, it, it, Republicans are they're the weakest fighters ever. They just don't know how to fight. They simply don't. They're, they're weak. Um, they, they cower. They run away. And while all the while we're, we're, we're losing our country, we got a country to save. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker. We are causing trouble, trouble, trouble. Did you hear the interview that Dan and Amy did with that mother where they were basically... um, uh, going behind the parents' back, the female, she was. They were going behind her back, and at school, they would call this child uh, whatever the pronouns they wanted, uh, yeah. and by a man, a male's name. Yeah, dude, our kids do not belong to the to, to to the education system. Our kids do not belong to government. They belong to the parents. Well, you know, the teachers think they know better. But I have a, I had a question for you, uh, but but time ran out. What What's, what can poor black people do? Because I see this is going to be a theme for you. Get your kids out of public school. It is. What can poor black people, poor whites, but I, I didn't see too many whites in school growing up, not in public school. What, how can they get their kids out of public school when they don't have the means to do it? Yeah. You know why? Because Illinois is not really a school choice state. Of course. You know, and I know and there's a huge fight between the homeschoolers, um, the and and I would always tell the homeschoolers, not everybody can homeschool neither. Right. Everybody doesn't have the the the, the wherewithal because they have because of the scheduling they can't. I did homeschooling, dude. It's the hardest thing you could ever do in your life homeschool to, to homeschool children. It's Sometimes hard. it comes natural to some people. Yeah, yeah that's some people, but you got to have the patience. You got, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, it's it's hard to homeschool. But I know uh, one of the things I fought for really hard. 
when I was in a general assembly was school choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I was the one that filed the trigger bill. Fifty one percent of the parents got upset about what was happening in education. They can file and have their their kids um, money follow them. Yes. You know, I know I know a lot of people, you know, they say, well, that's still now you're infecting the private schools with with public money. Um, I get that. But guess what? The kids are failing. What at fifty schools? Kids can't whoa, even read at level. Infecting. What does that have to do with anything? It's 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 taxpayer money. You you donate. To no the- no no because because there's normally strings when taxpayer money comes into a private institution. What what kind of strings? Well, basically there's there's certain educational guidelines that you have to follow. That's why my, the Grace Association and, and Families of Faith we don't take any federal or state money at all. So if they give you a voucher, say it's for thirty thousand. So you can take your kid to whatever school you want. The state still has say over how that money well, is spent. In some places, it does. In some places, it does. I mean, one of the, I think, and I think that's one of the things that I've, as I've been really getting involved, like really getting involved in what we're doing, and seeing some of the some of the loopholes you have to jump through. You know, dude, it's scary. Wow, it's scary. It's it, it's really scary what's happening to our educational system. It was only a few of you guys that. Uh, that won a school choice, you, Reverend Meeks. That was a lot of us. How many? That was, well, well wait, how about this? And Dennis, Dennis Rebelletti and I was just talking about this. How about a lot of the people who who, who are in leadership in, in, in Springfield? Their kids are in private school. Well, you yeah, know that, right? But they got the They're money. Not in public sector. But they got the money to do it. I'm talking about poor people. Right. So the thing is, like one of the things that we want to do, we want to be able to go open up a school in Chicago, no tuition. No tuition. We want to do it in Joliet. We want to do it in Springfield. No tuition. How would it be paid for? Huh? How would it be paid for? Well, uh, through the Grace Association, because we have we have generous people who have who, who donate a lot of good money to to let us do what we do right now. You know, and and right now, next year we'll have six to eight schools total. Right now we have four. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, there are ways around it, Vilan. Okay. There are ways around it, but you know what? And guess what? It, we need more people to help out to yeah. push this because what's happening to our kids? It can't. It can no longer continue, Valon. Yeah, it cannot. Let's go. Oh, Mitchell's back. Mitchell, welcome back, brother. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Um, okay. So here's where it comes down to, Berlan, John. It comes down to in the public school. I've seen this firsthand. So these are concrete examples. These are not based on what ifs or you know or fabrications. Who's ever the principal, okay, is going to set the tone for that particular public school. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these public schools attract a lot of these radical, controlling feminists, okay, that are these lesbians. And they're, out of, they're completely not rational. They're over their, their what I call it, it's reverse discrimination in the third degree. So they project their opinions of both politics, sexuality, to the highest level. And in order for those teachers to get their key, what I call spots, like the classes they want, they got to kiss this principal's ass, who in turn has to kiss the superintendent's ass. And again, in the public schools, folks, it's 86% of our taxes are, are paid for by our tax, you know, by obviously we fund 86% from our property taxes for the public schools. Yeah. So they have the temerity, right, to go on these binges. And then here's what happens. So when a kid gets old enough to kind of figure out that they're getting all this attention, so you're, they're emboldening these behaviors because they're getting the, the, the ones that are projecting it are these these teachers and, and administrators yeah. because their proclivities 
are so outwardly like I don't like you said to John, like you said, I couldn't care less if you are gay, straight, or if you want to have a relationship with Lassie, or you want to, you know, make out with a cow, I couldn't care less. Right? But the biggest problem that you're facing is that they want the control. Do you hear what yeah. I'm saying here, I hear That's what you're right. saying. I, but uh, thank you so much for calling, Mitchell. But he left off one more important piece. What? The, mo- the most important, I think, the school boards themselves. Yeah. That's where the power, that's where the real power lies in the school board. And you got to shift and change those if you want to change education here in the state of Illinois and abroad. We'll be right back. You feel the lightning, the thunder. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Maybe I'm foolish. Maybe I'm blind. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Um, you know, as, as Valon, you know that there's a, a un, in my opinion, an unconstitutional gun ban that's been placed out there. You and I have talked about it. Uh, you thought we lost. I told you we didn't. I saw it. We we didn't lose. <laughs> we didn't lose. But I, I, I saw that there was this Macon County judge who Friday, he took under advisement a what's called a final order that would declare Illinois gun ban and registry unconstitutional. And that judge is Judge Rodney Forbes. Uh, if he does that, from what I'm told, uh, it's expected to go straight to a direct appeal to the Illinois Supreme Court. I know. So I wanted to bring our friend, my buddy, Tom, Attorney Thomas DeVore onto the show to talk about it. Um, hey, what's up, Tom? How you doing, buddy? Hey, Johnny. What's up, brother? You know, I'm, I've been watching. I've been watching your videos. I've been watching what happened, what State Rep Dan Calkins did. Uh, what's cause there are so many people who are so confused, and you, as you know, because you get all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your mailbox is just blown up. But but what's <laughs> what's what what is the because Valon called he, he saw something that happened in I believe it was Naperville. Yeah, uh, it was a judgment that came down in Naperville. Like, oh, we lost it. We lost it. We lost it. I said, nah, I, I just listened to Tom DeVore. Tom DeVore said we didn't lose it. What's happening with this gun ban? Well, the Naperville, uh, that federal case, John, that was just a denial by that judge of the issuance of a restraining order. So that's really, in the grand scheme of things, not significant for now. So nobody needs to be concerned about that too much. Okay. Ruling you're talking about out of Macon County with Dan Calkins' case. Sadly, the confusion there is because you have a politician that's talking that shouldn't be talking about legal issues they don't understand. The, the judge in Macon County issued a ruling, John, a final ruling, but it, all the judge did was follow the decision from the appellate court in one of our cases that says that the law violates equal protection. Correct. So. Uh, the, on- the only significance of that ruling out of Macon County is that it's now going to be appealed directly to the Supreme Court. And in my professional opinion, it's being appealed too fast with an inadequate record, which is a risk to the people of Illinois uh, rushing it too quickly. So there's nothing new in that Macon County case. All of the legal work is all the work that I've done. Right. Uh, Dan Calkins, his lawyer, did nothing new or nothing uh, uh, of any addition and it's, people should know, John, that what's happening in that case in Macon County is exactly what Governor Pritzker asked of Dan Calkins, and he's doing exactly what the governor wants. Wait, I'm not what? disrespecting the governor when I say that. Yeah. It's just they wanted to rush it real quick to the Supreme Court without having taken the time to really, you know, 
complete the record of the case to really show how egregious this law was and how it was passed and, and what's not there, et cetera, which is what our case is doing. It's, it's, you know, let's say right now that there's a two out of 10 chance or a three out of 10 chance to still win at the Supreme court with where it's at today. I was building a case to where we had an eight or a nine out of 10 chance and Dan Calkins wanting to be a politician and not doing really what gave us the best chance of success took all cases bring it to the support. It's reckless. Yeah. I think we kind of losing time there. Tom, you there? There you go. You, you, you kind of breaking up. You know, I'm I'm curious to see what uh, the newly minted um, Mary Kay or just, uh, Justice Mary Kay O'Brien. You know, she's she she used to serve uh, in the seat that I used to serve in. I would I'm curious to see, and she was a two A 2A supporter. I'm curious to see what she's going to take. Her take is going to be on this um, this thing. But here's my question though, because this is where I think a lot of people got confused. So if this judge signs this order. What happens to your cases? Nothing. And the judge has signed the order, John. Just oh, he signed clear. it. He signed it. Uh, he signed it. And, and keep in mind, it was an order that the attorney general's office drafted. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Dan Calkins, Dan Calkins and, and again, I'm not disrespecting his lawyer, they drafted nothing, John. They did no legal work at all. They, they duplicated what I had done for my clients, and then... The order was drafted by the attorney general, and the attorney general's office wanted it. So, it uh, again, it's oh. already been issued. It doesn't do anything to our cases today, but here's what the governor and the attorney general are trying to do. They want to rush to the Supreme Court with the best case that the governor has. The best case the governor has is the, is the Macon County case. They want to try to get a ruling out of the Supreme Court quickly so they don't have to answer the questions that I'm asking them in discovery. I have an opportunity to put the Speaker of the House and the President of the Senate under oath and ask them questions about what they were doing here, and they are scared to death about that, and they're using Dan Calkins like a puppet to try to keep from having can to Can that do still that. happen? That's what they're trying to accomplish. But can that it's still, still happen? It's still possible. And I'm, I, it's possible. But I'm, tr- I'm trying because... They're playing delay tactics with me, John, and I'm going to try to work around the delay tactics, but it's all going to be a, a game of chance of whether I can get the judge to force them to do what I'm doing oh, before the Supreme Court issues a ruling. So, so you were kind of uh, almost, I mean, we got to go to break, but you were kind of almost undermine in, in, in your efforts then. If that's what it's, at least our, that's what our, our, the efforts of the people of Illinois, John, that I was doing, my clients and everybody else, were undermined by the vanity and the desire to be popular of Dan Calkins. That's 100% true, my friend. Well, um, hold the line, because I know Verlon has some questions for you. I hope you can stay with one, right. just one more segment with us. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, Johnny. All right, we're talking to Attorney Thomas DeVore, who's fighting, who's been fighting. Who's been fighting since day one, 2020? Uh, I'm so glad to have you on the phone. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. Don't put the blame on me. Let's get to him, baby girl. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back. Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio 
with the troublemaker himself. Before the break, we were talking with attorney Thomas DeVore. Tommy! Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, what I was just going to say, you, you, you about summed it up, but the, the governor came out with a statement and said it's under appeal. It's going straight to the Supreme Court, and he was confident that he was going to win. And they said Kwame Waru, he was going to, he, you know, he's fighting the case. He's going to get, he's going to get the ban upheld. And if they win, would that put the kibosh on everything you're doing? Possibly. It depends. Yeah. See, that's potentially. Yes. That's what I'm scared of. I mean, you know, you know, if they do it. And then, you know what, if that happens, my friend, then everybody in the state of Illinois can thank Dan Calkins for that. Wow. Wow. But but here's the question: What what happened? Why does can this go up to the U.S. Supreme Court? This fight, this challenge, and that's what the gun well, guys are we, doing, right? I, Illinois State Rifle Association and those guys. Yeah, yeah. There's still a federal issue here, John, and yeah. the, some of the arguments that I'm making are for the federal court too, and, and 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 a couple of arguments that I've made for my clients have not yet been made by some of the other cases in the federal court. Again, I'm I'm. I'm one of those kind of lawyers that plays well in the sandbox together. Yeah. So why some of these other federal cases, a couple of them are good. A couple of them not so good. Can the federal, I don't need to do. Can the federal government, can the federal government come in and overrule, you know, uh, the Supreme Court, you know, and, and, and say, you know, people have the right to carry guns after they, they, they uphold the gun ban. That's my first question to you. Can they do it? The federal government, the federal court has the ability to invalidate this law on, under federal law, regardless of the state law issue. Okay. They're independent, uh, and, and yes, absolutely. And, so, my, and my second you know, question, do, if, yes. they, if they did rule that way, do you think they would? Who's that, the federal government? Yeah. Oh, I think this law is almost certainly going to go down in the federal court. Yeah. I don't see any way that this gun, this law passes muster under the what's called the Bruin standard, which is the new standard under federal law. Uh, so I'm confident we'll get rid of it in the federal court. But the state that I have raised, they're not not—they're bigger than the gun ban, you guys. Yeah. It goes to the heart of how we pass legislation in the state of Illinois, which is the, the Speaker of the House and the President of the Senate and even the Governor are scared to death that I'm going to dismantle how they pass laws in this state. Yes. And that's why they, that's why they took advantage of Dan Calkins and they're running to the Supreme Court. Because even if they lose the gun case in the Supreme Court of Illinois, they're going to try to keep and do everything they can to keep me from dismantling these procedural games that they play. That's what they're really... And again... I'm playing chess with the Democrats who are very good at playing chess. That's right. And you've got the, you've got this guy out of Macon County, Dan Calkins, who does not have the rational aptitude to play chess with these guys. He's vain. He's trying to act like a big shot. He went and stole my client's work, and he's trying to make himself look like he's important. And at a minimum, he has a high likelihood of losing the gun case and also losing the best opportunity the people of Illinois have had in a generation of dismantling how the Democrats pass laws, John. And, and, and that's why I'm frustrated. Tom, we, we got to go, but let me tell you something. All right. What you just said is so important. 
Because if that can be dismantled, Illinois has a chance to survive and Illinois has a chance to come back. You can change how they, they, they do their tricks and trades and shell bills and, and, and pass bills under the cover of night and things of that nature, violate the rules that they already set. Tom, that's huge. Tom, that's what I was trying to do and talking screwed it all up for, so, or, I think. So thank you, buddy. Attorney Thomas DeVore, thank you. Uh, I'll probably be down there. I told you I'll be down there with you um, tomorrow. I'm coming to my, my cousin's funeral. Ready. All right, Don't brother. Take Love care, brother. brother. Love yeah. you too, man. Take care. Hour two, coming up next. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Hour 2, Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker. Villan, before we go to what you want to talk about, right? Um, as you said, you heard what I was saying at the end of that conversation. I'm going down south into, to Effingham, Oblong area. Uh-huh. That's, that's where my family are. Um, I told you I took the ancestry DNA test, DNA test a couple of years ago. Right. Found my, I found my, who my relatives, who found out who my father was. Um, my cousin who lives in Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, and she helped me find all this, right? Yeah. So one of the first people that I called was Irvin York. He's the he's my cousin who passed away uh, a couple of days ago. So I'm going down there to visit him. And it, what was so funny about it? As soon as I called him, I mean, I I found his number in the yellow white pages. Gave him a call. I thought <laughs> I was like, hey, listen, <laughs> I know this is gonna sound strange, but I just took the uh, DNA test and I'd come to find out that I'm related to you in some way. I would love to come visit you. Um, we were talking, we talked for about 45 minutes. And as soon as I said, I want to come visit you, he was like, sure, come on down. Let's go. I took the, drove the four hours down there to go meet him. He wasn't my father, but unbeknownst to me at the time, my fa- my father's, my father's niece lived in, in um, Robinson, Illinois. Okay. And I, so I went down there and I got to meet him. And, and dude, I'm telling you, Day one, loved me like I was his own son. It's amazing how they can track people down like that. It is. It is. Well, I'm an investor. I mean, I know how to. I know how to do that stuff. Okay. You know. So I mean, but it's just a heartwarming story. You know, with I wasn't going to tell it. I was going to save it from a book that I'm writing. But I, 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 I felt that I had to give him that honor when he passed. Well, I'm pretty sure you have way more memories to talk about in your book about him and. Yeah, uh, you know, so that's yeah. you know that's cool. And then when I took my cousin the DNA test, I I actually bought one for her, and I got video of it. She was laughing. She said, "I can't get the spit up, sonny." <laughs> <laughs> it was such a fun. Let's let's go to the phone lines real quick. Let's clear the phone lines, and then we're gonna tackle you. Okay. Uh, let's go to Glenn from Milwaukee. Welcome to Black and Right, Glenn. Yeah, listen, I want to tell you something. You're talking about the gun law, yeah. okay, John? Yes, sir. Here's what you should do. American Civil Liberties for Justice. That's Jay Sekulow. Oh yes. And have you you heard of him? Oh, right? I love Jay and his sons. Yeah, they fight for that. 
He's the one that's defended Trump when Trump got got in the jam all every time. They acquitted him of every charge when they when they got involved. So it's all done by donations. Yeah. So you you should keep him in mind. Yeah. Because you know, he just don't. Pardon me. Go I ahead, actually, Josh. I actually have reached out to try to get him on the show uh, because I've been a, I've been a huge fan of Jay Sekulow. For for many years, and he's he. You talk about a warrior. He's been in this fight for a very long time, and now that his sons, uh, I listen to his show almost every night. Uh, even when I'm not in the car, I'll turn him on because Jay yeah, has a I way of ex- he has a way of explaining um, the hard right. things and make it easy. Right, and they're tough. They're tough. Yeah. Well, Glenn, thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening all the way in Milwaukee. Appreciate it. Yeah, I listen to you guys all the time, but I'm having a hard time. I got a little bit of a cough, but I figured I'd better enlighten you with this because <laughs> this makes a big difference, John. Yeah, thanks so much, Glenn, keep, and get well. Yeah, keep, keep the faith. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Vala. All right. Fuega. Fuega. I haven't heard from Fuega? you in a while. What's up? Hey, Ashley, what's going on? Yeah, I'm calling you from CPAC. Oh, oh. How's it going Halfway there? across the country, and I'm still listening to you. <laughs> How's it going there? Um, it's good. It's it's a little different than in past years. I think the vibe is a little different. I'm not quite sure what to make of it yet, so I don't want to speak on it too much, but it's good. A lot of good people, a um, lot of wonderful experiences. I cannot complain. It's It's been great in that respect. Hey, I, I'm, um, glad, I'm, I'm glad you called from CPAC because I was thinking of this question and I almost forgot. Do you think okay. in, do you think in today's society CPAC I'm not going to ask is it relevant but do you think they still have the message that can embrace America or has America moved too far past hmm, the message question. of CPAC That's a great question. I think that CPAC is relevant and to be honest I would say it's almost necessary but I think that you're right that we need to adjust for what America needs now. Sometimes an idea or a, or something like CPAC is good, but I think that there's things that they could do to make it more relevant. I, I really do. And I think that, that maybe that's why I'm feeling like the vibe is, is a little different this time. Um, but again, like I said, I, until I get to ruminate on my thoughts, I don't want to speak on that too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw some of, the, some of the comments that when Don Jr. spoke, there was pretty much a half-empty room. Uh, Nikki Haley spoke. It was a, I mean, it was pretty empty. Wow. So that's what I was. My my question, my line of question is: Was it like? Is it? Is it like not a lot of people there? Um, there's not as many people, and again, I think that's part of because while people they love the idea of CPAC, I think if it had been in Florida, it would have been a packed house. Yeah. But bringing it back to D.C., which is basically, to many people, the bastion of evil at yeah. this point in time, I, I don't know really another way to say it, that really deterred a lot of people coming to location, um, the price, and then, again, the overall ideal of the, the Republican Party is very focused right now on worrying about, is Trump running, or is this happening, and we're not really focusing on the problems that we have, mm. which while I was listening to you, is part of the reason that I wanted to call in. I feel like people should know our state is in real trouble and not just because of what's happening with the lawsuits right now. I don't think people know that there is also this was kind of like a test baby for other laws to come in. And I want you guys to know you can look this up. There's a bill right now. 
out called HB 3238, and that will ban all body armor, the, the right to have it, the right to sell it, the right to do anything with it unless you already own it after January 1st of this coming year, which that is my business. That's my personal business. So I would essentially have to move to another state and could not sell to anybody in Illinois. Now, not only are they trying to take your guns, they're trying to take away the opportunity to defend yourself. Wow. Sounds to me very, very akin to something that we've seen before in history where you completely disarm a population and then they have no means of protecting themselves from a tyrannical government. Wait, 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 hold on. They're saying armor plate, body armor, military helmet will be prohibited. It's a it's a leftist. So left is just running Mara Hershire or whatever, however you pronounce her name. Uh, th- but wait, wait, this won't affect law enforcement, will it? No. Okay. No, it, okay. no, 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 law enforcement. It won't law enforcement, but there are a lot of people, say, even if you take out the average citizen, which to me, there's no reason to be taking away from the average citizen. But even if you did, if you're not in law enforcement, this would indeed, based on the, the language of this law, potentially affect first responders. It would potentially affect people who work in security outside of just the police regime uniform. Mm. So that means, you know, people who who work security jobs that could use this, if they don't already have it, they couldn't technically buy it unless there might be, this might be a cash cow for them. Maybe they're going to force in a special licensing that you'll have to have outside of being a police officer to be able to have this. Either way, it shouldn't exist. This law, the law that Tom DeVore is fighting, they, they are, against the Constitution. They're tyrannical. This is an overstep. And one of the things that I want to say as well about this is that I hold government on every level responsible for the loss of our rights. Because I don't care if you're Robin Kelly. I don't care if you're Pritzker. I don't care if you're your local town community leaders. Every level is responsible for being the voice of their constituents. And if you see something's wrong, you should be using your voice. And you should be encouraging the citizens of your area to be using their voice as well. And we are not seeing that. If the Republican Party cares, get out there and start using your voice and stop being so god-awful scared so that we stop losing always. Well, see, I I, I blame the voter, too. I, I, I really, I really, I mean, because guess what? Uh, the vi- the voter doesn't push back against, it, and that's what's been happening, uh, because you know one side one side is advancing and they're pushing and they're knocking over and bowling over people, but our side of the aisle, Republicans, they're, they're being they've, they've become cowards and, and not willing to fight. Well, they've always been like that, you know. So thanks so much for. If uh, we lose our country, it'll be from can, the apathetic voter. Can I ask you one really quick, one, one, really one quick. quick one quick question? <laughs> Say if you bought some uh, armor or vests outside of this state. It, you you get some kind of a no, charge. You can't. can't do it. Can't you can't do it. Wow. Can you, you be charged? It. Yes. Wow. Yes. yes. Thanks so much for calling us in, Ashley. We got to go to break. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Uh, our buddy, Sean Thompson, is listening to the show. You know, I always love to get Sean a shout out. You know, <laughs> what did he say? Wait, he got another mm. Illinois person moving to Florida, and his Liberty Real Estate Services is, is taking care of him. I mean, think about people like Sean Thompson who has those connections to people who are leaving Illinois to come to Florida. I'm sure. Hey, Sean, let me hold five dollars, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hold five dollars, Sean. I only want five dollars, just five dollars, brother. But Valon, you said something that 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 really. Um, got me a little excited during the break. They're coming after us because of what? 
Liberals want carnage because there's no other explanation. What, what is wearing a bulletproof vest doing to anybody? You're not harming anybody by wearing a bulletproof vest. You're just protecting yourself. What reason? I don't understand why people don't ask these questions what I told to you, these people. What have I told you? I've worn mine when I've gone to Chicago. Well, I've had mine on the hoodies before. Yeah, I, I have. Because, I mean, you do, you never, these guys can't shoot. You know, the one part they can shoot is the biggest part of the biggest mass of your body, and that's in your in your your, your chest and torso area. But why don't people ask these these liberals, these Democrats, these questions? Like any reporter, just stand up and 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 ask one of them, "How are you hurting anybody wearing a bulletproof vest? What's your reasoning for disarming people of vests? You can you can just go ahead and concede the gun. Just concede the gun. I ain't gonna concede. I know the you gun. won't, but I'm just saying for, from my for, hands. for 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 for. Uh, argument's sake. I'm ask, arguing. <laughs> just ask them, how are you hurting anybody by wearing a bulletproof vest? That's idiocy. Yeah. It's just idiocy. And people just go along with it. Just well, mope along. Well, just like they banned switchblades for so many years. The switchblades, you know, nunchucks, I, yeah. uh, 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 stars, yeah. Chinese stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. All I remember all of that. I remember all of that. And I, I, I actually filed that bill. And it just got passed as you you have to have a concealed carry now to own a switchblade. A switch. You know, a lot of that happens. Wait a minute. What New York? Remember in, in, in Illinois. So if I like I, now, I keep a knife. Do you have a switchblade though? No. Okay. So I can carry a regular knife. You can carry, but yeah, you can carry. A regular, what's what's wrong knife. with a switchblade? Uh, because of because of what happened in New York, remember all those switchblade fights back in Nikki Cruz and all oh, those guys. Oh man, come on! Dude, I, it 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 trickled over into Illinois. It's a knife. Yeah, but they, they they don't want you to be they want they don't want you to be able to defend yourself. That's true. That's what that's what's really they want government to be there to help you to to be there for you. Nah, man, that's crazy. Guess what? Guess what? One thing I learned about one thing I learned is one thing I learned: being a cop, you're your best defense. Yeah, you know because cops have to react to things. Cops get called to these things, but you somebody come in your house, you take care of business. Uh-uh. You, you you protect your, the, the, your loved ones, man. Duty to retreat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> nah, all right. Duty, I'm not Oh, we got a star on oh, the phone. there he is. He called in. Shade, what's up? The yeah. White Ice Cube. Like, I'm like the real Beetlejuice. You mentioned my name, I call. Um, <laughs> I, was on my, I was on my way back to, the, to my house. Yeah. And I, you know, obviously I heard you talking, but my man, listen, you got to stop using, you got to stop using liberal. Leftist. You got to stop because here's the thing: a liberal would never <clears throat> care if you protected yourself or your family with a bulletproof vest. I, years ago, I had an I, uh, I had a guy present an idea to me for the city of Chicago. He wanted to give backpacks that were bulletproof for the mm-hmm. kids, yeah, because it's obviously a war zone. Yep. And <clears throat> you know, we talked about this during the meeting. Somebody said, you know, it's possible that the government would prevent you from wearing body armor and would this fall under the category of body armor? And another guy at the meeting said, you know, why would they prevent this? Because they don't have the courage to do what needs to be done. That's right. You designate the street gangs as a terrorist organization. You bring in the proper enforcement to make the gangs afraid. Yeah. But that's not what the Democrat party wants to do. And one can only come to the conclusion. Why? Well, if the proof is in the pudding, is there a law against street gangs and drug dealers, notable drug dealers donating to politicians? Yeah. Is there a law against that? No. 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 I mean, no, it's not no. a law, but they've done it. They, they still they've do it. it. Well, I remember the GDs uh, back in the day. You have the willingness. 
you need a politician has to do one thing, guarantee tranquility yeah. to the public, right? Yeah. That's number one. And number two, it has to enforce laws. Yet the Democrat Party in Chicago makes it harder to be a law-abiding citizen and easier to be a criminal. Why? Yeah. Because they're paid to do it. Yeah. They're, they're delivering yeah. to their to their true their true constituents, the criminal. Yeah. That's who the constituent, that's the only conclusion you can come to. <laughs> so you have two choices. You can try to convince the cowardly, low-life Republicans who are cut me in or cut it out. Yeah. Or you can protect your family. The government won't protect them. You do. How do you do it in Chicago? Get the frack out. <laughs> Wait. Get and, the frack out. And Sean. I don't care where you go. And yes. Sean. And have Liberty Real Estate Services serve, take care of you when you move to Florida, right? <laughs> but only if, you've, only if you're not a Democrat. Because if you're coming here to vote oh. Democrat, I got news for you. Don't call me, brother. It says it on my phone. When you call my phone, I will not call you back if you voted I, for Biden. I am so glad, I'm so glad you called because I got to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. You're about to get a lot of business now because Brandon Johnson is about to be the mayor. And... And I know you don't like to. T- I know you the main one, one of my friends that do not like to talk about race. But even Dan Prof for the last three weeks <laughs> has been acknowledging race after he ripped me one December the seventh, second half hour of the first hour of Sounds the morning personal. answer. Well, because you so, you now like you people have to acknowledge because what's going to happen, Sean? Brandon Brandon Johnson versus Paul Vallis, one third black, one third Latino, and progressive whites. I'm gonna vote for Brandon Johnson, and he's gonna wipe the floor with Paul Vallis. Do you know? Do you know why I don't like to talk race? You know why, right? I, of my, course, my, I know my, you my don't pers- like to. My my personal story is when I went grew up my whole life. My friends were not Caucasoids per se. Right. They weren't. Right. So you 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 insult every person of character because I don't care what color you are. It's the character of your content. If you support an ideology. That not only is, is is a failure, never worked, and is the creator of the ghettos, but is directly responsible for the deaths of one million American military because that's who they were fighting. Yep. I don't care what color you are. You're a scumbag. <laughs> and I don't want your money. And I don't care how much money you I, I understand, but don't sidestep the question. You filibustering me. <laughs> this is Chicago. And, it, and, and, and this is Chicago. Ugh. This is Illinois. Race is in our face. Come this no, it's runoff. It's character. If you're a Chicago Democrat, you're a socialist. If you're a Chicago Democrat, you're a mafia member. You're, you're, I, why do you think you ever hear me talk nicely about uh, about uh, Paul Vallis? No, 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 no. He's a piece of garbage. I know. Now, is he the is he the cleanest piece of garbage there is <laughs> as far as the thing? I don't know. I don't. I don't try to pick up fecal from the clean end. I don't oh. know. Don't well, he I mean, just acknowledged he, everything JB Pristol was talking about and embraced words, it. Man. So, but so he embraced everything JB Pristol was talking about with the CRT, sex, and Ed, and all the rest of that type of stuff. Ooh. So, uh, uh, Paul yeah. Vallis, and so he turned yeah, off the conservative. Who wins? The people of Chicago are are losers. No matter who wins, you want to lose the with the full force of loss, or you want to lose and pretend you're winning. If you want to lose and pretend you're winning, vote for Paul Vallis. But well, you're losing. Well, you're going to get a lot and of business. Continue. Do you understand the, the, the connection to the Chinese communist? Hello? You, oh. Here's an interest. Are you there? Yeah, no, no, there. no. Yeah, Did I lose you? No, we're there. We're here. Daly, Daly and Prescott Bush were fam- paid by the same Chinese Communist Party that not only bought real estate in Illinois, but is a donor to the Democrat and Republican Party. So if you want to reject it, you got to stand for principle and you got to understand what you're doing. The he must be gone. Oh, it was bad. 
You're going in and out, Sean. No, your phone was going in and out. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, you, know, you have to forgive me. I'm in the condo watching the sunset. <laughs> uh, you, you, you have to understand, you, you, don't, you didn't win with the dailies. You're just reflecting on bad times, thinking they're better than they are now. And when you're, when you're measuring degrees of failure, you're a loser. Get the frack out of there. Yeah. Okay. The only answer. Okay. I'm, every Democrat. I'm still fighting for Illinois, Wait, John. You about to get a lot of business. You do, but don't fight with Democrats <laughs> and don't ever cozy up to a Republican who's a coward because he's worse than a Democrat. At least the Democrat tells you he's your opponent. Listen, I feel that. I just, I just called the Republican. What did I just call him? Yeah, you just called call him, call him cowards. cowards. You, you just called him cowards. Just call him cowards. Gonna send, I'm going to send you a picture of the sunset now. Let's not talk about Chicago. I'm going to eat. I don't <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Take Thanks it easy, so man. Us, brother. Goodbye, my man. Goodbye. <laughs> Shout out as a way with words. I don't heard what Jack in a box today. Um, what did he say? Somebody said something about go ahead and date Lassie if you, you want. And you, now, what did he say something about the fecal matter? Man, I, I know, oh, you know God. what? He knows how to talk, but you know what? <gasps> you said we give names on this show, right? Yeah. Instead of Lou Diamond Phillips having the name The Talent, I'm going to call Sean The Talent. The Talent. The Talent. <laughs> All right, Sean Thompson got a new name, The Talent. The Talent. <laughs> All right, now we got off. We were supposed to talk about the elections and then your, yeah. you want to push the pro-life. I want to push the boundaries of pro-life. Boundaries of pro-life. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we, we, we'll talk to the break. Which one you want to hit first? Pro-life. You know, uh, I'm excited about greatness coming on at the 605, top of the hour. Um, you know, greatness is the guy that gives away money. Uh, great story. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker, um, Vlad. I want you to do it. Go there. You, you want me to go there? Go there. All right. So uh, Brandon Johnson was on, on with uh, Joy Reid from MSNDC, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the Democrat networks. So. Right. Uh, and he had this to say. And it's right in line with what you were saying, what you were talking about with Sean Thompson. Right. And uh, I kind I tend to agree with you. They're going to make this a racial yep. race. Yep. You know, you know, they're going to make it race. They're going to make Paul Vallis to be one of the, the most racist, probably, people in the world. And if, if you know Paul Vallis, that's not who Paul Vallis is. Of He's course, not. Of course. Paul Vallis, you know, I, I have nothing bad to say about Paul Vallis. He called me. He's one of the first people to send me a message when my son died. He's basically. You know, a, he's lost the kid. So he's basically a throwback from the Daily Machine. Yeah. yeah. So here's Brandon Johnson on uh, MSD, MSNDC. MS. Is right, MSDNC, whatever it's called. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. <laughs> whatever it is. Here he is, right here. Of African American middle class folks moving out of Chicago due to things like, you know, uh, discrimination, um, uh, law and order issues, um, you know, multiple issues causing people to leave. Um, and then you also have a lot of you know, white Chicagoans who are complaining about crime. The, the, but the, the, the crime rate increase is not even across communities. It's not evil, e- mm-hmm. even across racial communities. Your campaign has said that your tack on that is to cut $150 million from the police budget, tax the rich for a billion dollars in new spending on schools, transportation, healthcare, mental health, and job creation. That is your campaign platform. Paul Vallis, who the Fraternal Order of Police is backing, his tack is to call it an utter breakdown of law and order. And his whole campaign is about taking back our city. He plans to take the handcuffs off police officers to stop raising criminals. That sends a, an alarm bell in, I think, a lot of black folks' heads. But See? your thoughts on that? See? But nah, wait, before you answer, you, you think about it. Chicago, we haven't seen a Republican mayor in how long? 
Oh my and, and, God. And we're still fighting the exact same issues that we've been fighting. That, that black Chicago and black most of these urban centers that have been fighting the same issues for decades. Number one, it was Willie Wilson that stood on stage and said first, take the handcuffs off of the police. He got a little bit of backlash, but he didn't get a lot. But black, well, I don't know. He said, hunt them down like rabbits. He said, hunt them down like rabbits. And I agree with them to a degree. You have to take the handcuffs off police. Two police was just murdered. Yeah. Basically, well, one, he was murdered. He was just murdered with a car. You know, Indiana, where I stay, a, a state trooper when a snowstorm happened, got out of his car to go help people that were stranded, and a guy fleeing from the police ran him over and killed him. And here in Chicago, an officer, uh, Vlad, Andre, Andres Vasquez Lasso. Thank you. Lasso or Lasso. Thank you, because I, could, I couldn't get it out. Yeah. Um, a, a guy got into it with his girl, domestic. An animal got into it with his girl. An Call it what it no, is. No, he is an animal. Um, she called the police and said he, he, he got his gun. He was going to get his gun. This man tried to operate under the policies of Lori Lightfoot, you know, and, and, and get this guy under control. But they the guy, gave chase, right? A little bit. Okay, I thought a they couldn't bit. chase at all, though. Well, if you're in purview, if okay. you're in view, you can you can go get the guy. They just don't want you chasing them all through the neighborhood. But this happened, like, right away. He gave chase. The guy turned around, blew him away. Mm. Man, look, man. It initially came out that it was a female that was shot and killed. Oh, I didn't that's, hear. When I first saw it, it said a female was shot and killed. Well, I don't know what Chicago station. PD. I don't know what station you was looking at, yeah. but that's why I like. I kind of like Channel Seven. He yeah. told it like it was. But these officers are under attack. I mean, oh, honestly, they're really? under attack. Yes, I just listen. The, the the incidents that don't look right, that's bad. Like when you kind of got somebody dead to the right, and then and then you kill them. Of course, I'm gonna keep talking out about that. But somebody that was about to beat the heck out of his girlfriend, go gets his gun. And you don't know what he's about to do, and he's running running through the neighborhood, and then you see him, and you go to do your job, and this guy blows you away, a police officer? I'm against that and, all and, of the way. And, Verlon, you 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 and Mr. Phil from Blue Island want to know why I give the cops the benefit of the doubt whenever I hear about these incidents. Because it's animals like this kid that, that shot this man who was doing his job. Yeah. That's why. That's why I look at it from a from a perspective. I can be objective. I've been objective about these police involved incidents, you know. But where's Phil talking about this cop that got shot? Oh, he's not. He's not going to talk. about. Oh, yeah. Okay, but it happens and it's happening too much right now. You know, our former president started this war on cops. Barack Hussein Obama. He started this war. He started. he, He took this war to a whole nother level. And he did it when he was in the General Assembly. He did it when he passed the the um, the the bill where you had to show what race of people you were pulling over and things of this nature. Yeah. The traffic stop bill. Yeah, you know, and, and and a lot of people don't want to say that, but I don't care. We don't care. You 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 have to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Yeah, it's gonna be played this way. And I, and listen, you people raked me over the coals since November the eighth because. This one guy called in, all Verlon does is push race. I think he's an undercover Democrat. I am an elephant. I don't forget when callers <laughs> break me over the coals. No, because you remember down to the date when Dan yes. Brock called you out. I remember. I, hey, I remember because it's it has to be acknowledged. Whether you want to be colorblind society or not, you have to see what's in front of your face. They're going to play this race card to the end. And you're going to have a new mayor. Brandon Johnson. I hope not. I hope not.
Rosanna, hold the line. I'm gonna take you when we get back from the break. I hope. I so hope this guy does not win uh, because he wants to do the Chicago what the uh, Chicago income tax too. Yeah. On top of the, the guys in Springfield wanting to bring back the progressive tax, commuter tax coming. These idiots. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and now the prosecutor has entered the room, Dennis Reboletti. What you call his name? Revelary? Revelary? Revelary. <laughs> I can't believe Milan called him Revelary. <laughs> um, you know, Milan, we, we were talking about Chicago politics. And let me let me talk to Rosanna first. Rosanna, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, I lived in Chicago 56 years. I am a Latina and... Um, I want to tell you what, you know, I am my father's daughter and my dad used to tell me, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll end my conversation with that, but I'm going to say that if the Mexicans in, uh, Chicago vote for the guy who wants to defund the police, you know, you hear the, that they came here for a better life and they'll be voting for exactly what they got in Mexico. And as my dad used to say, the stupid Mexicans. And, you know, we can wow. say that, uh, you know, we can say that, you know, hey, it was we so are good. Mexican. It was so good but to see you thing, at Charlie Kirk's what event. I called in for, what I called in for was on October 6, 2021, CBS did a uh, news article that thieves are using the master key of the U.S. Post Office uh, and they they have access to all the mailboxes. So as it relates what? to elections, and now they're on the black market for $7,000 a key. Yeah, look, October 6, 2021, CBS. I'll look it up. And, and, and it says thieves using master key. Oh, wow. So I am asking in the elections, and, and of course, uh, the post office had no comment and it was still, you know. So my question is, how is that figuring in in elections? Do you think that there was a follow-up report? No. No. No, there wasn't. No, I'm sure it wasn't. Uh, you know, it, and, and into, you know, not only elections in Chicago, but now nationwide. How is that figuring into our elections that a key is on the black market for seven thousand dollars. That's insane. Mm. Oh, hey, yeah. it, it was so great yeah. to see you at uh, at the Charlie Kirk event um, last week. It was, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I really believe he's God's man of the hour. Yeah. I, I thank God for him. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for calling into us. All Appreciate right. Take it. care. Thanks. Um, just I want to play this really quick back and forth. This is what this is how uh, this is what uh, Brandon Johnson said about. Paul Vallis and being a Republican. He went as far as to say that he is more of a Republican than anything else. These are his words. He said that he fundamentally opposes abortion. These are direct quotes. And this is what Paul Vallis said. I am a lifelong Democrat. And for some of you who remember one of the most dynamic progressive legislators, Don Clark Netsch, 
She was my mentor and my boss and my friend for two decades. And she taught me, she taught me the importance of protecting a woman's right to choose. So who's lying? You know what? <laughs> who's lying? Dennis? You know what? He was just trying to get Paul Vallis on the on the record uh, for a response. So so now, you know, you put Paul Vallis in the box because they really believe he's a Republican, yeah. and he wants his supporters to turn their backs on him. That's true, so, and and some of them will because the conservatives that they, that was giving him the benefit of, of the doubt, they are talk they are talking about turning their backs on him. They're not going to vote. That's what he wants. A low turnout of the white vote, and I'm sorry, I have to say it that way, of the white vote because he knows he's going to get the black and Latino vote and the progressive white vote. That's why Dan Prof said it's going to be in the margin of error, 52-48. I think it's going to be more Depends on that. turnout. Depends I, on I turnout. It's going to be more than that, a seven-point differential, if, I believe. If it's a high turnout, Brandon Johnson easily wins. Yeah. If it's a low turnout, Paul Valley, did you see the numbers? That, that, did you see the, the numbers as far as which age group Paul Vallis got that the older vote. They they're the ones that come out to vote. These young people. I know you talk about you know Brandon Johnson. This young. They didn't come out to vote. Let me tell you something, John. It was just too many black people running. Oh no! So they're not, they're not, they don't know. They don't care nothing about Sawyer's son and all those other people. They you know the older people like Willie Wilson, but the young people they feel like Willie Wilson is out of touch. I'm telling you Prosecutor, now. What you say? I'm telling you what's going to happen now. Well, it's always nice to be back in the show and yeah. to walk right into you guys feuding about the Chicago <laughs> the mayoral Democrats. election. I love it. So it, this is a classic battle of what used to be a traditional Democrat yeah. versus the progressive extreme Democrat. Now we're going to fight who actually really is a Democrat because a traditional Democrat is now a Republican. Right. Right. And people like me who are traditional Republicans are rhinos. And then we go down. We, we have we are busy trying to measure people's actual validity he's a democrat right i if i remember they correctly <laughs> he didn't he run with uh pat quinn for lieutenant governor yes he yeah. did oh but he was he was a republican on the <laughs> right i remember Wait, that didn't he almost beat rob Blagojevich too oh, wasn't that so you're, you're, <laughs> john we don't talk about history because history can be changed by the people today and they can whitewash history yep and we could change what history really is so he's a Democrat, but he's not Democrat enough. Right. And if Republicans will vote for him, that means he's a Republican. Right. So let's look at the Southwest wars. Let's look at the Northwest wars. You're going to see huge turnout. Yeah. Because remember, the unions are going to have their turnout. That's right. Right? CTU. CTU's going to have their turnout. But where are the police unions going to be? Yeah. Manny Potts and all those guys. Uh, right. Where's they ask me going to be at? Where are the regular guys going to be at? So yeah. we'll Matt, see. Matt Podgorski at Northwest Side GOP. He's going to bring those people out. Uh, Philip, Michael, Larry, hold the line. We got to go to break. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. They got the iron while I got the steamer. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio. Let's go straight to the phone line. Let's go to Michael from the South Side. Michael, welcome back to Black and White. Uh, gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for taking my call. No problem. To talk to everyone again. Uh, I would... We're in big trouble. I mean, 
Brandon Johnson's just really far left, and that's just he's going to have to he's going to wipe out the city. We'd all have to move, but um, I think a lot the election may turn on how the media, the local media, reacts. Uh, right now, uh, the local media has been giving Brandon Johnson fluffy interviews, but at some point, he's going to have to explain some of his positions. He he got by in the uh, uh, in the he got by last week because. Uh, he didn't get a lot of vetting from local media. Right. So what happens when he, ha- what happens when he has to explain, um, uh, to fund the police or the employee head tax, for example. Right. So, well, he did, uh, so someone did not- ask him a question about defund the police. He backed off of that and just said, no, he's going to send social workers to the, to the, to the, to the too. crimes that he feel people can be talked down. And the serious okay. crimes like mm-hmm. murder and mm-hmm. carjacking, the police will go to those. Domestics is is what I mean by people can be talked down because social no. workers are skilled. See, again, again, skilled. this is from people who've never oh. responded to a scene in domestics and seen. Dude, people don't think rationally when they're in, in that domestic because they're so pumped, amped up. They're pumped up. They're emotional. Dude, you send those people. Oh, go ahead. Just oh, I'm, I'm, I told you last week. <laughs> send that and see what happens. Okay. Michael, thanks so much. We got to move on. We got to move on, brother. Thank you. Let's go to Larry from the Oak Forest. Larry, welcome to Black and Right. Hey guys, great show. Uh, I was just Thank wondering, you. are you guys going to be at that uh, thing in Tinley Park? Uh, yes. I think it's in a couple weeks. Yes, with Eric uh, Wallace. You guys are. Yes, I'm going to be there. I don't know about the line. I'm going to try my best. I'm 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 going to Vegas. This, you I'm, go- come? I'm going to Vegas Sunday to Sunday to Friday. I'll be back to do the show. Uh, uh, that Saturday, but I, I I haven't priced the tickets. I buy me a ticket. I'm yeah, there. Yeah. I'm there. I'm there. Verline, you you need to have your own show too. I'm waiting for. Oh, uh, thanks a lot, man. Fifty six hundred to come through for you. Come on, <laughs> the troublemaker. <laughs> thanks so much, Larry. Really appreciate. It. You know, I, if I bring Phil on, Phil will be disrespected by the time. Uh, Phil, do me a favor. We got an interview coming up at the top of the hour. Why don't you call back after that interview? Because I don't want to disrespect your time and give you a minute or so to talk. Uh, that that wouldn't be fair to you. Because I know I've seen your Facebook comment, so I, I definitely want to <laughs> tackle that. I definitely want to tackle that, Phil. I'm sorry, Dennis, what were you going to say? You know, I'm just I'm intrigued by the conversation that we heard. I heard Sean earlier. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to having a conversation with Sean because you're going to put all this together one day. Yeah, man. yeah. But I want to talk more about some of the future conversations we're going to have with Verlon when you take a week off. Yeah. Yep. And the former Lieutenant Governor uh, candidate, Stephanie Trestle, comes on. And Richard Mayor Irvin. Aurora, Richard Irvin comes on. We're going to let Verlon pick a fourth person, uh, whoever that person may be, and have a real conversation about the heart and soul of the future of the of the Republican Party. Yes. Oh, first, it, first what happened. Going. First, what happened? Why, why we I, lost? Well, I can tell you. The I can, well, I already know why we lost. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold it, hold it, hold it. It's very simple. They got more votes than we did. <laughs> they did. Okay, simple. all right, all right, all right. So uh, that, that's, that's going to be very exciting. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that conversation. But from the Chicago perspective, there are a lot of business people that live in the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are they going to vote? Yeah. Who are they going to go with? Right. They're going to go with Paul Vallis. Right. Yeah. We've, we've watched the progressive left destroy the city. And now we need to have somebody that's, and it's important to the state. Uh, this is the one of the most important cities in the, in, the, in the United States. I agree. And in the world. So we need to put our best foot forward. Paul Valls is that person. I don't care what other commentators have to say about it. It's going to be a Democrat. 
who's going to be best to work with the suburbs and the state. Yep. I think he's the best person to do that. I agree. You listen to the Black and Right. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back. Hour three of Black and Red Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker, Verlon Galloway, the prosecutor, Dennis Rebelletti. Um, guys, as you know, um, I- I'm really excited about our next guest, and here's the reason why. I think he's a difference maker. I think... If you guys have ever been on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and you've seen this guy by the name of Greatness, I've seen this guy change people's lives because he has a movement to change people, to bring great things to people's lives. And this guy could be, he could be out there in the, in the industry, the music, because he's a rapper as well. He can be out there in the music industry. He can be doing all type of things. But he's chosen to take his life. I told you one of the things that I wanted to do this year is bring on difference makers and people that are that are out in the in these communities, changing people's lives. And you never know that people that are actually trying to help people get hate. I've seen some of the comments about what this guy is doing. He goes to restaurants and gives out money to people. Um, he'll tell them pick one hand. I remember this one video that's pinned at the top of his TikTok. Pick a hand, and there's a whole bunch of money on the table. If you pick one hand, one hand had money, the other hand had nothing in it. But if you pick the one with nothing in it, you got all this money that he has thrown out on the table. And uh, I want to play a really quick snippet of his music because he's a, he's a very talented person. He's I believe he's related to Forgiato Blow because they look just alike, look like twin brothers. But I want to play music and I want us to have a conversation with him because... Um, I think people need to know that there's still good being done in the world. Here's this music. A million on the tick I never block blessings, haters get blocked. I made my own brand, I have all the control. I got 99 problems and none of them is a troll. I ain't still my soul to hop in the front of the gold rolls. I'm a fan of my fans, I took a million photos. Fishing up on the express, wait in the middle of traffic. Gotta tell these young kids, don't be worried about no harassment. From the bullies, just keep your head high. I'm from a bad neighborhood, I grew up in the west side. We ain't had no PlayStation, couldn't afford no best buy. You can't fail if you don't try, so give it your best try. Motivation, inspiration, education, dedication, destination. Ain't nothing but a greatness party. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Greatness. How you doing, brother? Hey, man. Hey, it's a pleasure to be on the show. I'm doing great, my brother. And uh, I appreciate all the love that you showed me with that introduction. No problem, man. Hey, it's, it's warranted and it's well-deserved because what I want to know is, what what makes a man who's who could have could done anything he wanted to do, but he chose to go around blessing people? I remember one thing: there was a Bible you were trying to give out. Nobody would take the Bible, and this kid took the Bible, and there was thousands of dollars in it. What makes what, right. what what's so special about the greatness movement? Okay, so the greatness movement inspires other people to do good, 
motivates other people to do good, um, gives people the courage because people are so used to, to expecting everyone to be mean to them nowadays. It gives people the courage to feel okay in this world, you know what I'm saying? And also, um, it's, it's, it's about uh, therapies. The, the movement is also therapeutic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of people that are just uncomfortable with society right now. They got bad anxiety because everyone's so mean and, and, and things like that. The, the movement itself just is like therapy for people, you know what yeah. I mean? What are some of the things that people, when you do this, because these are unsuspecting people. They don't know what you're going to do. You know, they see the money when you, especially when you're at restaurants, they see it. But, but, but what is, what has been some of the things that people have said to you and about your movement and how it's changed their life? So I've gotten a lot of letters from veterans with PTSD and things like that, saying that, uh, watching these videos, um, helps them certain people. It helps them have sent me letters saying it helps them to not to want to not want to kill themselves anymore helps them get over their ptsd their anxiety that's for veterans and things like that and uh just people people in the world nowadays like i said they're so used to everyone being so mean and uh so cruel they just like to see somebody be kind and then they and then i guess seeing it as me a man who's six foot two um 270 pounds with tattoos all over his face and his whole body. <laughs> I guess it just is really, a, is. I guess they don't, when they see me, they don't expect me to be uh, so nice and uh, humble and God-fearing. I guess it just adds to it even more, you know, makes them feel safe, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a perfect. Like they don't got to be scared. You feel me? Yeah, that, I do. That's a perfect segue to what I wanted to ask you. Um, I'm a healthcare worker, so my first love is helping people. Have you been around to any of these uh, rehab centers or hospitals that take care of like kids with cancer and, you know, they're, they're dying from some illness to try to bring some joy to their lives? So right now we have something going uh, with one of the local children's hospital here in um, Tampa. We're trying to get in there. We've been going back and forth with the coordinator people. It's kind of um, hard to get into these places. They make you jump through a lot of hoops. But I've uh, actually came to kids' houses and things like that uh, that had cancer or were fighting this disease and just gave them, like, all types of gifts, presents, things to make them happy, you know, things like that. And I respond to a lot of letters uh, from from children or children's parents and things like that with cancer that send a lot of letters and things like that. And I, that end of my um, company, I send them letters back and videos back, uh, you know, with positive motivation, pray for them, things like that. Every time I go live at night, I pray for everybody that jumps on my feed that has uh-huh. um, cancer or any kids with cancer or anything like that. I give prayers, definitely. I try my best to, you know, link up with people, too. People just don't understand how much that means. I mm. Thank you for doing what you're doing because human contact and just being able to talk to people and them knowing that people cares, <clears throat> it means so much. It can add so much to that true. person's life, you know. Very true, my brother. I do have a question. So how did you start out on this path versus a, a different path where you wanted to go out and reach out to different random folks and, and so, spread a positive message? Cause that's not that nobody does that nowadays. No. So let me tell you, I've been doing this. So I'm, I'm about to be 40 years old at the end of this uh, month. And um, I've been doing this since I was 18 years old. Um, I never put a camera on it until six, about seven months ago. And uh, a couple of friends of mine were telling me they was like, man, you should just, you know, you're always giving to people. 
and uh, helping people out, you should uh, start videoing it, put it on TikTok, see see what happens. And at first, I didn't want to do that because I always felt like um, that I should do these things, you know, without anyone seeing them. But then I thought about it, and I was like, well, you know, let me do it. Let me see, you know, what people's reaction is to it. And uh, as soon as I did it, it just took off and became a like global movement, and uh, massive people are inspired by it. And you know, it's crazy places I be every single day when I walk outside. Thousands of people run up to me for pictures, and people run up to me crying, and they they mm. say that this has changed their life and helped them in the best way, positive. You know, I think it's very special. Uh, it's hard sometimes. You walk on the street, nobody will say hello to you. Yeah, and it's odd because you know I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> raised that way. It doesn't sound like you were raised that way, but. I would tell you on behalf of law enforcement, somebody who was a prosecutor who saw a lot of yeah. bad things for a number of years and people like John who've responded to a lot of bad things, I hope that you're also working with the law enforcement community and victim advocates, oh, yeah. people and, and the victims themselves that have seen terrible things that that, uh, that somebody has to go and do those things. And I'm hoping you're working with that and you spread this out because uh, they are the unsung heroes that are out there and they have to go see a yeah. lot of stuff that we don't have to go see every day. So, so. The crazy thing is this. I was just at the car show, the Fuel Fest. Um, Paul, it was in Palm Beach. Paul Walker's brother, I believe, is the guy who threw it. And um, it's a, um, so all the all the cops there came up to me, and they were asking for each other. One cop was like, hey, could uh, my cop friend over there get a picture with you? Greatness, wow. he really loves you. And uh, I ended up taking pictures with every single officer there. <laughs> and, and they and it was it was crazy because they were like, like almost shy to, to to come up to me and ask for pictures with me. And I'm like, I'm like, I back the blue. I'm like, let me let you guys know. I back the blue period. I, yeah. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate your service. You know, anyone who has a problem, you know, with the police and stuff, they don't, they don't understand what it's like to have a family and to leave your house and know that you got to rely on someone else to keep your family safe. You hear me? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I, and you know what? I understand where you're coming from, where though you didn't want to look like you were taking advantage of, of those situations by putting a, a camera on it. But guess what? People yeah. need to see it yes, because we're in a point of society where people feel like there's no hope and yeah. they're embracing everything bad. So don't feel like that. Yes. People need to see it. No, absolutely. In a, in a oh, world, no, no, no. In a world where I we were taught to that. stay six feet away from people yeah. and don't go outside of your house and... People lost that human connection. I think what you're doing is tremendous. Hey, greatness, can we hold you on the line for the next segment? Is that okay? You got time? Yes, yes, sir. All right, I'll wait. Yes. guys, we're talking with greatness. Go, go, follow him on all social medias. You can look up greatness or greatness reinvented. I believe. I, I got to make that clear. Which ones are your site? Because I see some copycats out okay, there so pulling them up. TikTok, wait, 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 we come back from break. Hey, greatness, when we come back from okay. break, we're gonna go over that. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. You feel the light, the thunder. We now return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. I'm with you. Yeah, I made the greatness shirt with the cancer ribbons. The whole movement is here for all the cancer victims. I wear the shirt for the cancer survivors. For the ones that lost their battle when the present cancer fighters. It breaks my heart to see a kid with stage four. We said a million prayers, but gotta pray more. I'm looking for a medical hero, cause this is terrible. I need a medical miracle. Get on my knees and praise the Lord. This ain't the time to get extra lyrical. This is the time to get extra spiritual. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. That music is from Greatness Himself. 
Uh, I greatness. I'm telling you, I you know, I think about what you're doing. We were just talking during the break, just how inspirational inspirational this is. If you don't mind me asking, because you've been you've given away cars, money. How is this funded? How how do you go about? Um, and and and, and uh, when as far as picking the locations, how does that all that how does that process work? Okay, so I invested in a business that was very successful um, about eight years ago, and it's a business that uh, e-coats um, cars, and uh, I have contracts with Chrysler, Jeep, and uh, Ford. So. Um, lots of money coming in, so I was able to take money and give back to people over the last eight years. Wow. And um, I also do, I also produce music for people, write music for people, build people's brands on social media. So it's a lot of money coming in from a lot of different ways. Yeah. So I choose to give back with it. And really, I just pick, I like to pick random people. Um, sometimes people make requests, and I bless them if I think it's a situation that's real and authentic. Mm. And not somebody just making up something because they know I might give them some money. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's real, and I do it like that. But I like to just pick people. I like to find people myself randomly and, and bless them. You know, yeah. I, I actually started something called My Bill Angel um, during the um, right before COVID hit, and it, it tanked <laughs> because of COVID. But uh, where we right. we got other people to help people pay their bills who fall in our hard times, and we paid a lot All of right. people, we paid a ton of people's bills. Uh, but you know getting out there trying to get the money for it that was that was the hard part for me and we really blessed oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of people man uh you are you related to forge right so we we are very very close almost like brothers you could say yeah and uh we have we have a great um business relationship you know we do we do we do a lot of work together we build a lot of people brands together so like uh people come to us and um we'll we'll take somebody from zero uh following and turn them into a multi-million following. Okay, well, you know We've what? We we're going to have to talk <laughs> after. <laughs> we're going to have to talk off- offline because that's what that's exactly what I'm what I'm in the process of doing with Black yeah. and White Radio right now trying to to really yeah. get it out there and, and because I I really do think this is a brand what we're doing where we we we're giving people truth, not facts. You know, a lot of people you you can pick yeah. your facts, but the truth is the truth, you know. And uh, that's what we're trying right. to do. So tell people, <laughs> where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they, do you take donations to help people? Um, I, I mean, I'm working on making a, the proper nonprofit, but if somebody really wants to get a hold of me and give some type of donation, I'll gladly take it and put it in the right place. Uh, I'm working on getting the right, uh, you know, nonprofit together for that now. Uh, everything's pretty much been funded just on my own income at this point. You know, yeah. and uh, people can find me at on TikTok, the real greatness. There's at least five thousand fake accounts. The one that is me <laughs> is the one with uh two two point nine million followers. Yeah. Um, and then on YouTube, greatness reinvented. On Facebook, greatness reinvented. I have a, the one that's me on Facebook is the one with a million plus following. Yeah. And then um yeah on on Instagram, greatness reinvented one. Okay. So those are the ways that you guys find me. You guys got any any other questions for him? I don't keep on. Doing what you're you would have answered my question if you would have played that song. What song? The, the one about him talking about he helped cancer people. I just played it. Yeah, I know, yeah, but I oh. asked him the question before that. <laughs> I wanted to save that coming back though. Then he would have had a, more so time me, to talk. Me, <laughs> go ahead, greatness. Let, let me let me say something before we go. So, like, I started this movement and I believed in it uh, with all my heart. 
but like the movement has in itself changed me. The reciprocation of positivity has made me into a bigger, stronger man than I ever have been. Um, I've even tried to, I've been trying to be the best me I can. I even stopped cussing, which was like stopping smoking for me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so the people have inspired me too, as well as me inspiring them. It's about reciprocating positivity. And I really appreciate the people, you know, as much as they appreciate me. You yeah. feel me? You ever, you ever branch out from Florida, come out to different states? So we plan on doing that a whole lot uh, this year. Uh, me and Forge actually putting something together. We're going to, we're going to like get a bus, wrap it, start hitting every city. Chicago's you know? one on it, right? You, you got to put Chicago on it. I, I would love, bro. I used to be in Chicago a lot and I used to be in Detroit a lot, Toledo a lot. I'm from Toledo, Ohio. And, uh, I used to be in Detroit and Chicago. Chicago, I used to be there like every weekend. So I got love for Chicago for sure. Well, greatness, we're going to invite you out to my township food pantry and our foundation. We do a lot of, we, we used to feed up to 600 families per week back in the pandemic. I think it's something you would like to see when you roll out here towards the Chicagoland area. I definitely. I would love to be a part of it when I come out, brother, for sure. All right. You're invited. So that's a standing invite for whenever you're out. Yeah. Are you doing much media? Is, is, are you getting a lot of media exposure on this? Uh, you talking to me? Yeah, greatness, you. <laughs> oh, so so I got lots of views. Um, one point I got one point six billion views in the last six months. I get a massive, massive exposure everywhere I go. They they all everyone's familiar with the movement. Um, I'm, I'm I actually sell merchandise with the logo on it, and I give some of them proceeds back to the people. And that merchandise is available on my website, therealgreatness.com. And that merchandise is actually not only selling in every single city, including Chicago, and every single city in the United States. It's also selling in most countries around the world. The the, the movement's actually global at this point. Yeah, and you can get your music there too on 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 the realgreatness dot com. On the website, yeah, I made it to where. So I feel like these uh, I feel like the music that's out nowadays is destroying our children, destroying their mind states, is telling them that they need to do drugs and sell drugs and rob, steal, and kill. I don't want my music uh, on the same platforms as that type of music. I want my music separate. I want parents to get my music and let their kids have something positive to listen to. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. What? How did you come up with the logo? It looks like that's something personal because you said you did it yourself. So basically, um, I had I had, one of my childhood friends that been calling me greatness forever. He actually called me white greatness. <laughs> I grew up around a, I grew up around a lot of uh, black dudes and everyone I was around. So I'm obviously I'm a, I'm a white guy, or whatever. But I, I grew up around a lot of black people and um, everyone that I was around was black. So my little group of friends, they would be messing around with me. They called me white greatness. Yeah. I uh, I so I, I eventually I eventually took the white off it and just went with greatness. And um, when I was sitting thinking about the logo, I believe in God, obviously. So. I was thinking about it. I was like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna put the T. I'm gonna put the hands praying, and uh, you know, it, I, I told I told my design guy about it, and he actually did it right on the first try. And I was like, wow, this is this is epic. You wow. feel me? Yeah, John. John didn't tell me that you talk space alien. <laughs> What's that? Space, space alien? Positive, <laughs> positive music. Oh yeah, yeah. Positive music. Yeah. I, I, man, I don't know where I'm at because I do agree with you that hey. the, the, the music is destroying us. Yeah, I agree. It's destroying it because look, most of the people that are rich off of this music are doing what they're supposed to do. They're sitting 
even like let's take Cardi B for example, Cardi B Offset. They're living a normal married life while Cardi B tell the girls to be thots and Offset talk about selling dope to all the kids. You yeah, feel me? Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. But they're living. These people that are making money off everybody are living, doing what they're supposed to do, investing in what they're supposed to do, living their life how they're supposed to do, while they corrupt your children and tell them to do stuff that they wouldn't do. You yeah, know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, greatness, I really appreciate it. it. I really appreciate your time. Um, I, I definitely, I t- forward said we're gonna get, we're gonna connect when I come down to Florida. I really hope to meet you and, um, um, dude, I, you, what you're doing, please don't stop. You're providing so much, so much hope to, to, to this nation right now when they need it the most. Facts. I appreciate that, brother. Thank right. you very much for, for that. Greatness. I, thanks I'm so much gonna, for doing. Uh, definitely get out there with y'all. We're gonna do some big things for sure. I do. Did you? You said Cash App. Uh, I got a Cash. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Greatness. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Buddy. Hey, and also, hey, much love to Chicago, man. I love Chicago, man. Beautiful place. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you for coming on and spreading the movement of hope, the movement, movement of changing lives, man. That's 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 my heart's cry, and I really appreciate you, brother. So thanks, y'all. All right, God thanks, bless. greatness. Ah, uh, man, that's that's how you change lives, man. Yeah, that is exactly how you change lives, right there, right, Dennis. The movement's got to start one person at a time, and, and somebody has to step up and do it. And let's keep this going, Dennis, because after that, I know Valon wants to talk about his push for life, but maybe he can save it for when he takes over the show. Yeah, I, well, no, <laughs> it's going to be all politics. Okay, because because I want to continue this conversation because Dennis, you're doing great things. As uh, Township Supervisor, Addison Township Supervisor, I think the people need to know what it is that you're trying to do. Things that some would say Republicans should be doing, but you're doing it. They don't think Republicans do it, John. Right. They don't think. We'll be right back. Don't put your blame on me. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Maybe Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on the M560 Answer. I am your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the prosecutor. Let's just go straight to Phil, because Phil can't be really be mean after a call like that. Phil, welcome back to Black and Right. <laughs> I really can't. I can't. That's, that's amazing. Even, even though I don't even have a problem with the, um, uh, the white greatness part. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. You know, because I think that there's white greatness, there's black greatness. Yeah. I think there's greatness in all of us. But you know, I talk yeah, about I black greatness. You know, I, I've said black greatness. No, no, no. I, like I say, I have no problem with it. Yeah. I know sometimes you you do take liberty. Like earlier, you was calling somebody an animal, and I've never heard you call a cop an animal. No. So I just had a problem with that. Yeah, well, what, what do you mean? He's talk, he talking about the 18-year-old oh, Mexican oh, oh. kid that killed the officer. Yeah, he was an animal. He had but no, I've he, never heard he, you call a cop who killed somebody an animal. That's well... Show me an incident. What they did to Tyrone Nichols. I thought I, I could have sworn we said something close to that at least, Falan. When I went after them, did I you went. Call after them animals. Them. I, oh, no, no, you can do it now. Are they animals? They're animals for what they did to him. Uh, what, yes. about, what about the one who killed McClellan? Uh, uh, Van Dyke. Van Dyke. No, first two shots were legit shoot. There was was a legit shoot shoot, shoot in my eyes. First two okay, shots but, were legit. But he still okay. But then no. he unloaded 12, 13 more rounds. Fourteen actually. So was he an animal? 14 to be exact. I'm not going to say he, I don't know, he was doing his job. I, 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 have, I, I have no sympathies for Laquan McDonald for what he did. He, he, wasn't, the, he, he wasn't a saint. I'm not going to give sainthood like to somebody a, just, like him. Yeah, I just had a problem. And I was wondering if, if, um, if, the, if uh, what's his name, uh, a Greatness was getting any airplay on oh, yeah. popular radio. Or no. no, you heard what he like said. That. He had 1.6 billion views on, what did he say, YouTube? 
Yeah, TikTok or YouTube. Well, TikTok, one point six billion views. But, but they don't they don't play them on GCI and no, all that wouldn't. type of stuff. No, they don't. No, play they that. They don't play that. Well, I, I don't I don't understand why. Uh, uh, real quick, um, um, you were talking about uh, Brendan Johnson, mayor's race in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I'm not I'm not uh, being disrespectful to the prosecutor. How you doing? Um, how are you, sir? All right, thank you, sir. Um, good. John Lewis. I just want to kind of dedicate this to him, who uh, who died last year, I believe it was. Yeah, I think it was. And you were speaking about Brendan Johnson, who was actually at the Bloody Sunday commemorative anniversary. I think it's the 85th year, 85th, 58th year anniversary. And um, and the, the 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 reason I'm bringing it up because that whole thing was an attack on peaceful protesters or marchers or civilians by state troopers where did this happen at she he's talking about what happened a long time ago and brandon johnson has attended this in selma 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 an, an, oh, okay selma. anniversary okay but can i ask you something what does that have to do with him running for, for right for what, mayor? Where, what's wrong with peaceful <clears throat> protest no 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 okay no no, no. I, I know i throwed a lot at y'all yeah all i'm saying is um um that's where he is this this that's where he'll be tomorrow. Brenda oh, Jones. okay, I got what you're saying now. Okay. Yeah, but but my and, thing is bringing that up, bringing that up. What does he have in common with those people that was trying to fight for civil rights? You know, just 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 because he attended something, don't mean he has anything in common ideologically with those black people from back in the day. You can't even mix the two. It's funny. I, I sent I sent out I sent both you and and, and John a a, uh, a piece, and I asked you about how can a tree. A tree can't grow without roots. Yeah, your I hair that. won't grow without roots, right? Yeah. And so, if you're not recognizing and understanding your roots and where you come from and where you're going, you, you, you'll never get anywhere. So, my point, and, and that's kind of insulting to my me. View, my roots are in America. My roots are not in Africa. What, what did you What did you say to me? I didn't say Africa. That's not, that's in Selma, Alabama. Okay. What? Well, but what was you saying? What did you you just say my name? Well, to me, the campaign is in Chicago, not right. in Selma right now. So right. he he should go to Selma as the mayor. But right now, he should be in Chicago trying to tell people why he deserves their vote. That's as simple as that. But there's also there's also a uh, uh, I, 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 I got a picture of him and his family. Right, I think he got two sons, a daughter, uh, uh, a wife. Very, you know, yeah. I don't want to call it typical, but he has a very beautiful family. And um, um, and that's something that that the black you always keeps criticizing the black family, especially the absent father. And so this his just his old his persona, just seeing him. Hey, guess what? Wait, 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 we gotta go. But Phil, here's here's what I feel about this. We are the voters of Chicago are going to vote on Brandon Johnson based upon his policy and what he believes he can bring to the city of Chicago. All that other stuff. Who gives a damn? Right. A photo op is not going to help Chicago. This man's ideology is going to run this city into the ground. You're about to have white flight. Chicago will become Detroit under his leadership. I am sorry. Once you have white flight, this city is is down. You're going to vote for this man because of race and color. I don't do that. Right. It's policy. Right. I don't care about his photo op with his family. Yeah. What, is, what is his leadership going to bring to Chicago? What about, Double down what about the foot? black flight? Right. The black flight to the suburbs. It's right. not going to be as bad as white flight. I'm just telling you, they're, they're, people are fleeing the city. Well, Joey Weed, actually, when we come back from break, we'll play that, and we'll take um, 
Jim from South Elgin has called as well. But you know what? Listen, the policy of Brandon Johnson, it, well, he's going to double down on everything that Lori Lightfoot did. Times 10. Times 10. And that's yeah. not good for the citizens of Chicago, and that's not good for the citizens of the state of Illinois. Because Chicago is the engine, the economic engine that makes Illinois run. That's just factual. That's true. Yeah. We'll be right back. Jim, hold the line. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. That's right. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. We're going to go straight to the phone lines. Jim from South Elgin, who's also a sponsor of this show. Thanks so much for sponsoring us, brother. It's always a pleasure. Um, Earlier today, I sent you guys a a little blip about a lady that was at a school board meeting her first time uh, because of what was going on in the schools and the local teachers union. They wanted to sue her and try to intimidate her, get her shut up. And this woman here speaks. She's more articulate than a lot of these blowhard politicians. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's really. So I don't know if you had a chance to look at it, but yeah, uh, I looked at you know, it. Yeah, you can be show prep for next week. But uh, also, as far as the mayor's race, neither one of them have talked about what should, they should do to reduce crime. And that would be the first thing to be get rid of the sanctuary city policy. But that is neither one of them talk about it. Well, no. they they've talked about how they will. Uh combat crime they did I've, I've listened to both of them but i don't think it's gonna work but they um, they've talked um, about it we're gonna see but jim i got something to ask you uh yes, John, john's letting me do the show on the 18th and, I, and i've got uh a lot of heavy hitters and uh, i know stephanie can handle herself and you know because she's a firebrand but it'll still be two against one so i want to ask you because I'm not going to do any talking. I'm just going to be a moderator. <laughs> yeah, right. I am not going to do any talking yeah, except right. for the intro when I when I when we come back I'll, from break. I'll, I'll be in studio. More about the. You I'll will be, be here. Absolutely. All right. You said it on air, man. There it is, Jim. Right. Plus, plus a few cocktails afterwards. <laughs> you know that. You know that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks so a lot, man. Is Berlin buying? That's what I want to know. I'll buy. Thanks so much, Carlos, Jim. Um, just really quickly before I, w- I want to play because remember we were talking about how you know. You said black flight. Yes. Black flight is happening. And so Joy Reid from MSDNC, <laughs> she actually posed that question to him. And listen to how she frames the question, though. Listen. You have a lot of African-American middle class folks moving. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me oh. turn this off. Hold on. Here we go. You have a lot of African-American middle class folks moving out of Chicago due to things like, you know, uh, discrimination, um, uh, law and order issues, um, you know, multiple issues causing people to leave. Um, And then you also have a lot of, you know, white Chicagoans who are complaining about crime. But the the, the crime rate increase is not even across communities. It's not even even across racial communities. Your campaign has said that your tack on that is to cut $150 million from the police budget, tax the rich for a billion dollars in new spending on schools, transportation, healthcare, mental health, and job creation. That is your campaign platform. Black flags happen, right? Yeah. She said it. She said it. MSNDC said it. Yeah. They said the quiet part out loud yeah. on, on their megaphone, which is there is black flight and there's white flight. Yeah. People are fleeing the city. The economic engine we talked about off air, right, yeah. John? Yeah. Of this state... And of the Midwest and the country. Yeah. And people are leaving. Why? Well, first you said discrimination, because we always have to throw that out there as the red herring. <laughs> In Chicago, discrimination. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. So they're leaving because of public safety issues, 
quality of life issues. Mm -hmm. And so everybody, no matter what color you are, wants the best for their family and their neighborhood. And when they can't get it, they're going to go somewhere else where they can find it. That's right. So that's what people aren't really talking about. So which mayor is the best candidate to provide public safety and quality of life? Well, Brandon Johnson wants social workers to respond (laughs) to police. Oh, God. To police calls, which they're not qualified or experienced to do. Yeah. That doesn't mean that people who need help can't be diverted to social workers, but this is a pie in the sky, imaginary, pretend world stuff. There, You can always have a social worker available. All police departments have social workers available, so that could be part of the problem. Then we're always talking about the root causes. Has anybody in the city of Chicago found what the root causes of all the problems are? What are the root causes? Drugs. Gangs. Gangs, drugs. Drugs. And the violence that goes on to protect but them. But not gun violence. There's no such thing as gun uh-uh. violence. Well, uh-uh. Senator Peters talked about the fact that, that while that officer should not have, have been killed, he was very concerned about, about the liability issues for gun makers. Seriously? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. So when, you, when a police officer can be shot and killed, that means anybody in the city of Chicago can 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 end up being a victim, right? Well, okay, let's let's pivot a little bit because I want I want to give you the time to talk I about appreciate it, Dennis, that. Um, about what you're doing over in Addison Township. Well, what are some of the programs that you're offering to help people? So the important thing, John, is is that um, it's always amazing when I tell people that I run a food pantry. We're working as closely as we can to feed about 165 families a week. Those numbers are growing. Why? Because SNAP benefits are being reduced drastically. And the other issue is with with monster inflation. When eggs are five dollars a dozen, where are seniors? Where are the most vulnerable going to go to? So they're coming to us. So we've been working with with faith based organizations, with our local churches, with the scouts, uh, constantly to bring in food. And we're using our taxpayer dollars to work with local distributors to get food in directly because we've had trouble doing that. Yeah. Number two, John, uh, the Voters in Addison Township by 100 votes, so your votes matter, pass a mental health board. And I appointed seven members of that board, and by state statute, they're meeting with my board on March 8th at our township to begin to formulate a one-year plan and a three-year plan as to what needs do we have in Addison Township for people who have substance health issues, mental health issues, and developmentally disabled Issues. Mental health is is becoming a a, a huge factor in in a lot of government spending, right? That's right. And so I I represent clients in juvenile court. It's an eight-week wait to get help. Yeah. And so you know what happens with that, John. Yeah, let's continue this conversation when we get back for break. Uh, Mark, man on the street, I'm going to hold you for last. Eduardo, we'll take your your call uh, when we get back. Listen to them black and right. Black and right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right, the whole Black and Bougie show. Phil just called us Black and Bougie. That's okay. Oh, whatever. Uh, but Dennis, before the break, you were, you were making your points about what you're doing over as the um, Addison Township Supervisor. Well, part of my job, I think, here uh, is to make sure that we take the care of the most vulnerable in our community. We do have a large minority population. And we serve everybody equally, 
And when I tell people about the different programs that we have, they're always amazed that I'm a Republican, John. Yeah. I don't understand why that is. They're like, I no thought you way. were a rhino. Well, I'm a rhino. So, mo- <laughs> so, so some of your ultra stalwart conservatives might not believe it, but my job as township supervisor is to help those who need help. That's right. And there are state laws that are being changed. We're working on part of that to allow us more flexibility to help people with health care, to help people with housing. We're already doing that stuff, but it's going to give us more flexibility to help people with their own property tax money, to help people in their own community. So townships do serve a purpose. For all you uh, stalwarts out there, I'll be more than glad to debate the uh, township issue with you. We're 1.67% of the taxpayer bill. You could eliminate me, and the schools will take that money in a heartbeat. You would never know the difference. But I will tell you, we make sure that we serve our community and serve the people that do need the help. And there is no other agency that can do it. Well, if, if somebody's listening to the show, they live in Addison Township, how can they access these benefits? Well, they can go to AddisonTownship.com or they can call us at 630-530-8161. We always have uh, from 8 to 430. I have caseworkers. We have staff available. Uh, we have the food pantries open every day. Our yeah. distributions are on Wednesdays. And we always look for people to donate to our foundation be it food, be it financial resources, be it volunteering uh, to give back to their community because we still have a great need that's out there. So, yeah. All right. Let's thank go. you, John. Hey, no problem, Dennis. Uh, Eduardo, we, we're short on time, so I need you to uh, you got 30 seconds. Go. Yeah, I'm here at a, uh, in the Grange. Uh, it's a uh, fundraiser, 10th annual for college scholarships for local students who have lost a parent. Oh, wow. So it's a good cause. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, Brandon Johnson was on another station, and he didn't even acknowledge about the uh, police officer that died uh, on uh, Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah, he says, oh, we'll hire uh, 200 detectives. We'll wow. get into mental health. Yeah, I'm listening to it. I go, come on, Brandon. Uh, did you know there was a cop that was killed right. the previous day? Yeah. Right. He didn't, I'm listening to the whole interview on the station. Yeah. Of course. So, hmm. per, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks, Let's go to David from Lansing. David, really quickly, 30 seconds. Hi, guys. Coming in my mouth just like a cheeseburger, like <laughs> nothing to see here. I knew he was going to do um, that. <laughs> uh, you know, you got to get a new intro, Mark. My comment is the bulletproof vest. It's equity. You got a bulletproof vest, but I don't have one. So we got to be equal. So you don't deserve a bulletproof right. vest. That's my comment on that. Guys. Wow. Thanks, Thanks Dave. All right, Mark from Man on the Street, you got 40 seconds. Go. You called hey, Mark Wiremo. We're supposed to call earlier. Go. Mark Wiremo is coming in hot from Washington, D.C. at the Conservative Political Action Conference. President Trump just spoke. You can see the highlights on Newsmax. One of the highlights of the week here, Riley Grimes was a swimmer who spoke, who competed against a biological male. It's a big issue. A lot of talk about that and the kids here. Everybody's asking me about Lightfoot. We're going to see Charlie Kirk in Chicago on March 9th. This is my report from Washington, C. going out hot. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I thought you were going to wow. call in earlier, Mark. I, I thought you were going to call in. He's not. That wasn't a one-trick pony right there. I'm, wait, wasn't. I'm waiting for a follow-back on Twitter because I follow the man on the street. Oh, I'm waiting for a follow-back, follow Mark. Follow Dennis Rebelletti, Mark. I'll, I'll, I'll follow you back right now. I've been busy. President Trump's going <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Thank you, man. Uh, awesome. Uh, Troublemaker, thanks for joining me today. You got it. Rebelletti, thank you. Thank you. Uh, guys, go follow therealgreatness.com. I'm telling you, he's doing some great stuff. He'll It will warm your heart. I want to really quickly play a, a little snippet of a video. I mean, audio. Uh, it's from my daughter, Jada, when she was young. My daughter, Kirsten. Um, the, the earlier portion had my son in it. But I think I'm going to end the show. Can you cut the music for me real real quick, Phil? I think I'm going to end the show with this from here on out. Here we go. That's all for today, folks.
That's for my daughter Jada and my my sixteen uh, year old Kirsten. Uh, guys, see you next week. Yeah.